Hello, and welcome to this episode of Just Talking, a podcast that contains, well, just talking. So, for today's episode, I'm joined by one of my amazing friends, Shanice, to talk about two really interesting topics. So, for the first section, we're going to be talking about youth vaccinations and should we be a part of it. And then for the second section, me and Shanice are going to be giving our views on the performing industry and kind of our experience so far as young actors and sort of looking into the future. So yeah, without further ado, here we go. Okay, and I am joined here with Shanice. Say hello. Hi. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. How about you? Yeah, I've just come home from a trip from London. It's very nice, but I mean, it's very miserable outside right now. I was going to say, actually, like, what compelled you to go on a trip to London today, of all days? Well, it's actually, it was a, oh my God, I'm such a nerd, but it was a Harry Potter exhibition. Oh, Um, of course, of course. Of course, of course. Um, So I had to go to that. There was no and or if, but I had to do it. (laughs) Right, fair enough. Yeah, I was just literally before we um, started recording, me and Shanice were both saying that we're using the exact same Shakespeare book <laughs> to prop up our phone. I, I'm telling you that we are proper little actors and actresses we are. Yeah, and you guys <laughs> will definitely find that out in the second section. But first, we are going to be talking about uh, something that is very current at the minute. Uh, I know a lot of people have kind of done this um, and have really thought, you know, nothing of it really. But then there are some people as well who have kind of been very anti it uh, and very against it. And that is youth vaccinations. Um, So I guess the first question I want to ask you, Shanice, is have you been vaccinated? Or if you haven't, are you like considering it? Right. I actually haven't been vaccinated. Okay. it's not even because like I'm fully against it and I'm like, no, I actually... Mm -hmm. Fun fact, like two weeks ago, I planned to go and get my vaccine. Like, yeah, I planned a day to go and get it done. And then, like, just in our day, we had so much going on that I just didn't have time to go and get the vaccine. Right. And then, yeah. And it was just since then, obviously, we started sixth form, college, yeah, it's just, school. When do you do it? Yeah. So it's honestly just that. But now the problem is, I wish I kind of did get it because now in this time I'm thinking to myself, should I get it? Should I not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, especially now, like you say, we're starting back at school. It's like, all especially for our year group, it's all kind of new-ish people. Um, yeah. Uh, or, you know, people that we haven't been around for like, what must it be like? I think we've been off for like 12 weeks or something, which is mad. Yeah, yeah. Um. So like, obviously, you've got to take into consideration the amount of like COVID that will be circulating around. So yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, yes. well, I haven't um, been able to get my vaccine. Obviously, I had COVID um, beginning of August. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, when is this coming out? Sort of end of September. Yeah. So I won't be able to get my va- first dose until the 3rd of October because I've got to wait like four to six weeks. Oh. Apparently, it's like something to do with like the antibodies. Like if you overload the antibodies, your immune system might like shut down on you. And oh, Lord, I don't know. Oh, too, wow. I didn't know that. scientific for me. Um. <laughs> But no, I'm definitely considering getting it. So I guess we might as well kind of do a sort of like two-sided argument, really, like the pros and the cons. So I've got a list of pros and cons here. um, And I'm obviously going to ask you for your opinion um, on the different sort of sides of the vaccination process. So the first pro, I guess, is to obviously keep us safe. So when you think about wanting to get your vaccine, do you think in your mind, right, getting this vaccine is going to keep me safe, it's going to keep me protected? 
Yes and no, because I know people like one of my family members um, got the vaccine, both doses, and got COVID. Oh so, Jesus! Yes, so no, it doesn't necessarily protect you because you can still get COVID. But yes, because your symptoms are um, like watered down. Because mm-hmm. um, when he got it, like yeah, he wasn't as bad. Like I'm sorry to bring this up, Jacob, but you know you lost your taste, your smell, yeah. <laughs> everything, <laughs> and it was everything. a lot. Yeah, yeah he, he didn't really go through that. He just had like s- heavy sniffles, heavy kind of cold symptoms, really. Yeah. So, yeah. So yes and no, I think. But and obviously, like you got to think about, I mean, I'm not saying that would have happened, but like if that person didn't have the two vaccine um, doses, they could have been hospitalized for all we know, like in some other sort of parallel world, they could have been hospitalized. Um, and I guess in some way the vaccine has stopped that from happening and getting it that bad to the point, like you say, it's that sort of sniffly sort of stage where it just lingers for a while, then goes away. Yeah, that is true. So I guess you are right in a sense. Yeah, it does kind of protect you because it protects you from like potentially being hospitalised and it getting worse. Mm-hmm. And I think also, would you say that like getting vaccinated not only you've got that sort of half, half not uh, sort of physical protection, but also like mentally as well. I feel like a lot of people who I've spoken to um, who have got vaccinated our age are very much like, oh, well, I've got to say this carefully because there's sort of, there's two groups of people. But the first group of people is like, yes, it's going to make me feel a lot more safer when I'm going out. I can do stuff and not think, oh, COVID, 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 do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. But then there's the other side of people where it's like, um, oh, because I've got the vaccine, Oh, excuse my French. I, oh, fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to just, you know, do what I want to do. And yeah. it's just like, oh, like, what do you think about the sort of two different types of people? I don't know. I guess it, it really depends, obviously, what type of person you are and what reason you got the vaccine for. Because mm-hmm. obviously, with like these new regulations they're making, like, yes. um, oh, that was the one that my mum used against me. She was saying that, like, soon you might not be able to out in theatres without a, vac- a vaccine. Oh, and no. I was just like, literally, and I was just like, oh my gosh, you've used the one thing I love, literally, <laughs> like, against me. <laughs> so I was just like, this this can't, this is blackmail, like, what is this? <laughs> so, yeah, so, Boris Johnson's blackmailing you. Literally, literally. So I was like, it depends what reason you're getting vaccinated for, because if, obviously, this won't be my reason only, but if I go out and say, right, I'm going to get vaccinated so I can go to the theatre, like that's great I can go to the theatre but it's like is that actually my only reason because then it means what are like my other intentions am I gonna still protect myself or am I just gonna be doing going out like doing what I want yeah no I mean that makes a lot of sense I definitely think it's just like you've got that added layer of protection and I think a lot of I mean I know there was a sort of sort of circulating uh, media story about uh, vaccination passports and things being implemented and yeah, kind of yeah. seeing that sort of former um, form of ID where you prove yes I've had my two doses or single doses or whatever um because obviously then you you know can say that I'm doing these things safely and like you know it's all good I'm COVID free and I've got the proof but then I feel like if we start going down that road I feel like we're going to start really dividing society because obviously there's a lot of people that are very anti-vaccinations um and there are some people that you know can't get it there are you know minority of people that are allergic to the vaccine in some way um or it just reacts really badly to them in which case it's better not to have it than to get it um 
And then, you know, the people that just are like, sod it, I don't care, I'm not going to do it. You know, they can't control me and the whole yeah. sort of government conspiracy side of things. So it's yeah. like you start getting that really clear divide between the people that have been vaccinated and are safe and are, you know, kind of doing what they've been asked to do and the people that are really against it or have no choice but to not get it. And I feel like that's going to be a really unhealthy divide in society, especially if we start doing things like passports. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, that is a good point. I never even thought about that. But yeah, you're right. That's a really good point because, yeah, it is a really, really clear divide because it will literally just be like people potentially would literally start going around and be like, oh, are you vaccinated? And it's like, no. OK, well, I can't talk to you then. Like... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. Oh, do you know what? I've been so, this is kind of embarrassing to say, but I've been so active on Facebook recently. I feel like such an old person. Um, but I've been looking at different people's Facebook groups and I'm looking at them. And random people I don't know. I'm just such a sad person, clearly. Um, <laughs> but I'm looking at the different groups and they're saying, by the way, we don't let anyone in our Facebook group unless you're vaccinated because we don't oh. want to hang out with you. And I'm God, like, oh, gosh. parents are like what? What? savage. And I'm like, oh, God. So oh, I definitely think it's already starting to get that sort of divide between people. But then, like you say, with the whole passport situation, I think that's just going to make it even more set in stone. And that is true. I think that is a pro because, like you say, you know, going to the theatre and stuff, that might be some sort of form of ID that we have to show. But then the cons to that, obviously, is the social divide. Um, and then yeah. I guess the last pro uh, to talk about is the sort of herd immunity side of things. Um by no means i think you can agree both me and you are not scientists anyway so before (laughs) but as soon as you said herd immunity i went back to my biology lessons and i was just like what does that word mean again (laughs) so i mean i don't know people probably listening to this can correct me but obviously herd immunity is the sense where if you have a large group of people let's say you know sutton community or like carshorton community or whatever um you know a certain percentage then get vaccinated then those people that for some reason haven't been vaccinated yet are most likely to be quite protected still obviously not as good as having a vaccine but they're going to be protected in the sense that they've got this bubble or herd um of people who have been vaccinated and therefore you know the variants of covid jumping between the different people will slow down and you know although it's still advised to get the vaccine they still will be better off than kind of anyone not being vaccinated um i've probably spoken a bunch of shit so i'm sorry um (laughs) But, like, what do you think of the herd immunity? Do you think it actually solves the problem? Or does it actually give a reason for people not to get vaccinated? Because they'll be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Other people are getting vaccinated. I don't need to. I think uh, that's that's a very interesting question, actually. I, I was really caught off by that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, yes, the vaccine, as we said, protects you. But as I said before, it doesn't completely stop you from getting it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like I think people really need to actually fully understand like everything about the vaccine because it's like you could say like, oh, yeah, because everyone's getting it. I don't have to get it. But like just like they can still get it and they can pass yeah. it on to you. But it just means they're going to be better off than you because you might lose your taste, but they Definitely. won't. <laughs> And I feel like if it becomes down to like laziness or something, I'm sorry, like, you know, we've just been in a year, a year pandemic, shut up inside doing, you know, whatever. And it's just like, if you want that freedom to stay, because, you know, the government do have the power in a, you know, click of their fingers just to put us in a lockdown again. If you don't yeah. want that to happen, just go out and get vaccinated if you can. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It just boils down to that, really. 
Yeah. Um, but obviously, like I said, and this is going to be a con that we're going to talk about next, um, there is some sort of, uh, you know, small po- uh, population of people who cannot have the vaccine um, because, one, it might have major side effects for them, and, two, there might be some sort of allergies because um, I know a lot of vaccines, funny enough, uh, contain, like, egg. And, um, mm. yeah, I know, I never knew that. Um, but apparently the COVID Ooh. vaccine, yeah, the COVID vaccine has little traces of it. Um so people that obviously are like, you know, mildly allergic, I guess that's all right. But like properly allergic um, will, you know, not be able to take that at all because that would probably be more damaging than getting COVID realistically. Um, but so I guess, do you fear about the side effects or do you feel like you're becoming a sort of victim to everyone saying, oh, yeah, I had a really sore arm for like <laughs> two years and I, you know, was in bed for like a month. Oh my god, don't get it. Are you falling victim to that or are you not too bothered? Right. I'm not gonna lie to you, I am a bit dramatic when it comes to this stuff. Like I hate <laughs> I hate injections, like I hate I hate hospitals really. So I mean like, I don't blame you. Hospital you don't really want to go to a hospital, do you? It's like exactly. oh, what should I do with my day off? Oh, I'll just go to the hospital. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So um, yeah, definitely. I would be worried about side effects because I'm just like, right, okay, like, what's going to happen to me? Like, yeah, just what's going to, you know what I mean? Like, I want to know what's going on, on inside my yeah, body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that sort of feeling that you can't control what's going to happen to you. Yeah, literally. Like, it's literally like someone's injected you and you're just sitting there waiting for something to happen that might not Yeah. Happen. I mean, so... a lot of people I've spoken to have said that there's, because obviously they, you've got to wait about 10, 15 minutes after you're injected because yeah. that is when sort of people have allergic reactions and whatnot. Um, yeah. So there's people just sitting there, either completely fine, they're like, right, we've got these 15 minutes, I've got this weird nurse staring at me, but it's all cool, you know, don't worry. <laughs> and then there's some people that are like, shit, oh my God, I, I start to feel my blood boiling, everything's going wrong. <laughs> and, you know, like completely over dramatic. So I kind of understand both sides to it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. It's like that feeling of, you don't know what's going to happen to you. You don't know how you're going to react. Everyone's different. Um, but yeah. I, think, I think people are a bit blindsided when it comes to it but, and say, you know, oh, I'm going to be perfectly fine because, like, I'm sorry, you've just had a virus, well, dead virus, injected into your arm. You're going to have a sore <laughs> arm, mate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's just quite common sense. Yes. Um, but I feel like a lot of people... Um, react badly they might have like that sort of I mean oh my god my mum's gonna kill me for saying this um but she had the vaccine however long ago it was um and literally she was fine then literally 12 hours later boom she could not walk and she was just like jelly legged everywhere oh Oh, wow (laughs) and and so I was like whoa that better not happen to me because I've got stick thin legs my legs will just (laughs) fail on me I'll never get up again I know it um (laughs) So, yeah, and it's just like, I think everyone just reacts differently. And I think you've just got to not think too much about it and think, right, I'm doing this for a good cause. Whatever happens will happen. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised you said that because I don't even know anyone personally who's had a really bad, like, reaction to it. Like, both my parents have got it and they just got the regular sore arm, bit of dizziness maybe at the most. So Yeah. Yeah, so it really is just, it's social media a lot, actually. Like, you know, you see videos and people be like, oh, my gosh, yeah, like, this girl was like, um, do you know what I mean? Like, something happened to her. But it's like, (laughs) 
every, you just see all these things and you're just like, can't do it, I can't do it. But uh, yeah, I just no, I, I, I definitely think the media has a massive role in kind of making us all feel a certain way. Like we've all come, you know, like I think I bring it um, as an example like this. You know, if you re- read something about a really cute puppy and they had drowned, what would your reaction be? Would you be sad? Well, of course you would, yes. Exactly. You And it was like this lovely, cute dog and you heard their journey. You're like, oh my God, I feel so bad for you. And then like the next day they'll say, oh, that was fake news. The dog's all right. And then you like get all pissed. You're like, how dare you? <laughs> but it just shows how like the media can manipulate you to feel a certain way. Um, and I know this is a little bit off topic, but I remember I watched some video on YouTube um, and they showed this scene of something and they put really sad music over it. Um, and I was like, oh my God, this is really depressing. And then they did it again, the same scene, but put really lighthearted music on. And I was like, oh my God, I've got a whole different feeling. But it's the same piece of, you know, project or work or whatever, but it's just, they're doing it in a way to give a certain mood. And I feel like that's kind of what the media do with the vaccines. It's there'll be some types of media that are like, yes, go get vaccinated. You'll be fine. The sore arm, nothing more. And then there'll be others that were like, you know, woman collapses and, you know, has some sort of like brain seizure. And then that yeah. scars you for life. It's just like yeah. choosing your sources wisely, I think. Yeah. But it's not just like with vaccines. Um, it Like that can happen with anything, like literally anything. Like oh, definitely. I remember like I went on a holiday earlier. Um, well I went away earlier on in the year and we went to this place where we basically like went across these bridges that were like like 800 feet in the air so it's like literally so it's like if someone tells you a story and they say oh yeah right there someone fell through like oh no (laughs) yeah you wouldn't be able to cross it after hearing that yeah nobody told me that but I'm just saying like if someone someone had do you think you'd have been like nope nope not crossing it well I don't like heights anyways I was practically pushed onto the bridge to to go like oh no I didn't sorry for you <laughs> I mean I was glad I did it in the end but like I got told that I would be able to go off and go down somewhere and then they right. basically tricked me like it was a good thing it made me get over my fear a bit but like in the moment it was not a good thing oh yeah <laughs> yeah but that's the kind of thing I mean because it's like some people would just be like right like it's fine like just because it happened to one person doesn't mean it's gonna happen to everyone else yeah but... exactly I think it's just you know being realistic in the moment and thinking right everyone's different however this person might have reacted I might not react the same and it's just like you know the in that sense the protection of it to a certain extent definitely outweighs a sore arm for 48 hours I think yeah. um, I guess the last sort of um, con to consider is the fact that as of now because obviously the vaccine is in such short supply and it's very restricted you can't actually choose which type or version of the vaccine you have because obviously there's loads of different types. I think there's uh, Oxford, AstraZeneca then you've got the Cypher, BioNTech and then you've also got the Moderna um, I know there's a few extra ones like the Novavax and stuff and the Johnson one in the works. Um, but they're the sort of three main ones that have been approved. Um, and mm. I know a lot of people, I can't remember which one, I think it might be the Zypher possibly is the one that performs the best. And then it's like okay. Oxford is the one that performs the worst. And it's oh. just like, if you're given the Oxford, you kind of like, well, I've got no choice. I've got to take it. But then you're also like, well, why am I taking it? Because I'm taking the shitty one out of the two. Do you know what I mean? It's just, what yes. are your thoughts on that? 
do you know everything that you just said there actually like was new to me <laughs> like really I, no i know like the names of like the main vaccine like when you were saying all of them i was like wow there's like a, that's a, that's a lot like <laughs> yeah no there's but, so many there's so many yeah but um oh i see what you mean though because it's like you're taking the worst one out of the two so it's like oh okay so it's just like um... do you even want to do it because you've been given this one and like i said because they're in such um like restricted supply you can't just say oh i won't have that one i'll have moderna please like you know you haven't got the option it's you get what you get but then it's yeah. almost like if i'm getting a shitty one why am i even taking it and going through all that sort of needle trauma fainting because <laughs> you're so scared it's like you know what i mean it's just I don't know it's a very yeah. weird way of looking at it yeah that is really strange actually yeah because yeah that, sorry I'm just I've really <laughs> just said like I've confuzzled you I've confuzzled you yeah it's a lot because like yeah you're right because imagine you're going through all of that you're getting it and it's like you could still possibly experience the same like symptoms of covid that someone without the vaccine would exactly so and like, just to get oh. that crappy vaccine it's just it's mad it's mad but yeah. I guess that's something that's quite new at the minute. I'm, I mean, I, like I say, I'm not a scientist. I could be talking, you know, out my ass to be real. Uh, so <laughs> um, I, I just definitely think that's something to keep an eye out on in the future. Um, and that might be something that gets approved on when there's more supply of the vaccine. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I guess the final sort of question I want to put to you is that recently, um, I don't know, you have a sis- like a younger sibling, don't you? Yes. Okay, so how old is she? She is 11, going on 11. 12. Oh, okay. Like, so this won't... I... Oh, she's 12 next week? Yeah, literally. Oh, like, okay. She's I was about to yeah. say it wouldn't apply to her, but this kind of does. So <laughs> yeah. um, in the news, uh, this week just gone, um, the government and sort of scientists announced that every person aged 12 to 15 is going to get a single dose of the vaccine, not a double, a single, um, just to kind of boost them up I guess um, because obviously being in the school environment a lot of mingling and whatnot um, but then a lot of people have kind of come to light and said well that's a bit pointless because obviously us 16 to 17 year olds we've got much more mature bodies we are pretty much adults like internally if you know what I mean yeah um, whereas obviously 12 to 15 year olds are going through puberty you've got all those internal changes still happening and their bodies will react very differently to our bodies when it comes to COVID. So it's like, is the 12 to 15 vaccine actually necessary? Because they probably will fight it off better than we would because we've got older bodies. Like, what do you think your sister would choose? Would she say, oh, I'm 12, I'll get the vaccine? Or would she think, it's fine, I'm young, whatever? Right, so the funny part about that is my my sister's the total opposite of me. She's like a a total daredevil. She'll do anything. So she actually doesn't, she doesn't, she literally does not mind injections. If my mum turned around and said, you're going to get your single dose, she would probably be happy, to be fair. Like, she would literally, like, she's the total opposite of me. She's like, no, yeah, no hesitation. She would get the vaccine. Would I necessarily, like, encourage her? to go and get it that's a different question just because I I I I don't really know how I feel about it just because as you said they've got younger bodies so it's like they should be able to fight off better and yeah. it's like also because they're younger if another vaccine gets you know like created or developed in mm-hmm. the future then they can just get that one do you know what I mean rather yeah. than having to get this one now and then even that's what true. you said about them going through puberty and all this stuff like 
like do you know what I mean I don't know how that's gonna how that's really gonna work together that's true I mean obviously like you've got a take uh, we're kind we're kind of on the tail end of puberty I guess but then obviously they're just starting to get into it and I guess in a way I know there's been a lot of you know testing and stuff to like make this final decision um but in large numbers we don't know how puberty and the vaccine might work together they might be really against each other and the fact that their bodies are changing they might react really badly to the vaccine and they might as well just have covid really mildly rather than having a vaccine that really reacts with them internally like we can't say for sure but then again it always comes back to that factor of it's better safe than sorry do you know what i mean it's a very conflicting (laughs) way of looking at it yeah i know because it is like on the other hand just like you said it's better safe than sorry so it's like isn't it just better to just take the risk and just let her do it but oh i don't really know yeah oh well well we better wrap it up now um that was a very interesting talk uh thank you very much for joining me on this one uh shanice that is okay uh yeah it was really interesting i feel like we've kind of covered a lot of different points um the pros and the cons to getting the vaccine um one thing i would say as someone who was literally ill in bed for two weeks straight um could not do anything Got all yeah. the symptoms under the sun. <laughs> I would say, if you can, please get a vaccine because you do not want to go what I went through. Um, and I'm telling you now, just because we're 16, 17, doesn't mean you're going to react um, okay to it and you're going to have like a mild sniffle because I am someone who's quite healthy, I'll be honest. Um, I don't really get things that often, but boom, I was knocked out with COVID and it was just mad. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely think if you're you know okay with doing it and you know there's no like allergies or sort of medical side of things um involved um please do consider it because it is something that's much much better than actually having the vaccine i'm uh, not sorry the virus uh itself so yeah thank you very much guys for listening to this section and we'll see you in a minute bye Okay, and we are back for part two of this episode. Still here with Shanice. Yep, I'm here. (laughs) And for this topic, we're going to be talking about something that both me and you are definitely passionate about. Um, And something that we've kind of both experienced a little bit, like we've dipped our toes in um, into different aspects of this. Um, And that is the performance industry and kind of like, you know, different sides to it, what it entails. Um, so I guess an introductory question for you, Shanice, is what made you want to be a performer? Like, what was the catalyst that made oh. you think, right, that's what I want to be when I'm older? That is a very good question. And actually, I mean, well, obviously I did stagecoach. I started when I was like five. Mm-hmm. But I I don't even think I started because I was like, oh, I do you know what I mean? Like, I want to perform because I was a quite a shy kid yeah I started at stagecoach I didn't really like talk much or anything yeah I don't really think it was even then I think it was more just I I think it was stagecoach that just triggered it to be honest and then also obviously like obviously going to watch like theatre shows with my family and stuff but I don't yeah I'm not really too sure like there wasn't I don't think there was one specific thing that really just it kind of all bled into sort of 
like yeah. like you say starting in stagecoach and then you're like oh actually I quite like this and then it kind of merged into where you are now where you're really sort of in in it for life I guess yeah literally I think that's honestly just what happened I think I'm definitely the same um I remember going to a stagecoach kind of like a showing when I was like four and then I was like right this is where I want to go so I joined <laughs> when I was five same as you um, yeah and yeah I've kind of just been there ever since what are we like Oh god, quick math! Like Wait, 11? Um, 11, yeah, eleven, eleven years later. Yeah, eleven. Oh my gosh! Wow, which is mad. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. I've still got my little um, what they called like medals and uh, yeah, sort of like plastic medallions that you get every year with stagecoach. <laughs> yes, of course. Don't worry, mine are right behind me, sitting on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> Pride of place, though. They're so I know. cool. Exactly. Literally, I was honoured every time I got a medal. I was like, oh, I feel like an Olympian. I'm literally. An Olympian <laughs> that was literally my favorite part honestly it's the best thing like just getting that medal you're just like wow it's just like it's also like that obviously don't think about it when you're five you're like oh shiny medal (laughs) but like like when you're thinking about it now it's almost like that recognition of wow you've stuck by this you've pursued for another year and it's just getting closer and closer to what you want to do when you you know start your job yeah it just shows that commitment yeah like even you know like when we were obviously in like stage one and we used to see like all of the stage threes getting these like double digit awards like yes. 10 11 12 and then we look at them like whoa what's that because you know you go from the medals to the little like the little sort of medallion things yeah. yeah those things so you're like oh my gosh I want one of those like yeah and it's just crazy like you think then and they're going right and then this person has 12 years and it's like when you're like <laughs> five and you're like 12 years I've just started <laughs> it's just like it's crazy how in some ways time went quite slowly but then in other ways 11 years just gone by like that it's crazy yeah it really has but I think also I guess that's just down to us loving what we do really that is very very true mm-hmm. um and so yeah um, I guess that kind of moves us on to kind of continuing on with the whole idea of stagecoach and obviously for those of you who don't know uh, I've talked about it a lot on the podcast. I've actually had quite a lot of people from Stagecoach on the podcast because um, it's just it's such a nice community of people. Can't, yeah. yeah, can't believe it how nice everyone is. Yeah. Um, but I guess we um, should say that Stagecoach is a musical theatre sort of training, sort of company, yes. I guess, if you will. Yes. Um, and you do three, two to three hours, depending on sort of what age you are, what ability um of uh, acting singing and dancing um sometimes it's you know one particular area sometimes it's a merge of all the three um yeah. and it's just kind of like getting you prepped for life beyond i guess and like what you should expect when you start out in the industry which is what we're <laughs> going to be talking about yep um so if you could like summarize what it's been like being part of stagecoach all these years what are some standout things for you Oh, well, like you said, one is definitely the community and literally like the family, because mm-hmm. honestly, like I've made like friends for life at Stagecoach, like 100%. like people I still talk to to this day who I don't see, but still like, I think it's because like in a weird way, but you know, like when you're at school, right? Obviously yeah. you have your school friends, which are, who are great and they'll always be great especially if you know them for a long time. Yeah. But if it's like you just see them, like, in those few lessons, it's kind of like, 
we're just friends because we have to be here. Do you that's know what I mean? That's Whereas true. stagecoach, because we all love the same thing, we share that bond. So it's like, yeah, yeah, that's a I great just... way of looking at it. Yeah, definitely. I think, you, like you say, when you hang out with people at school, it's like you've got the similar classes. They're probably in like your form or something, and it's like that's how you bond over. And you know, like you say, they're nice people, but when you go to somewhere like stagecoach or any sort of club I guess you kind of go to that place because you love it and then when you meet other people that love what you love it's like oh friends friends exactly so it's like at stagecoach like I'll be talking about like let's be honest like sometimes some of your school friends you'll talk about musicals and stuff and they're just like oh my gosh can you shut up yeah and it's like <laughs> I go to stagecoach and I'm like oh my gosh I went to watch Hairspray last week and everyone's just like and we're oh like my gosh. It up. keep talking keep talking <laughs> definitely <laughs> So, yeah, that's one thing, definitely. The community, the family, like, it's just great. Honestly, it's the best thing. Um, And then, obviously, just shows. Shows are just great. Like, the oh, big definitely. shows, they're mm-hmm. just incredible. They're I just, don't think yeah. anyone can say that they've felt what it's like being on stage in front of people unless you've been in, like, a proper show like we do at Stagecoach once a year. I feel yeah. like no one has that feeling. Everyone, you know, says it's such an amazing feeling, such an amazing feeling until you actually get up on that stage and experience it for yourself and think, whoa, Honestly. I feel like I'm just, I've got all the power in my hands. Right yeah, now. you just feel like you're in cloud nine, like you're on top of the world. 100%. Oh, it's just, it is, it is really the best feeling. Like even when we just did um, Chicago um, in the summer, like I literally, I wanted to cry on stage. Like it was very emotional. <laughs> yeah, and definitely because obviously it's the first show um like in that full scale um that we've done in two years yeah I know because I remember being in stage three and I was the lead in we will rock you so I played Galileo oh Um, my gosh did you so did I no way really (laughs) yes I. oh my god look at us we're like top level performers right here But no, but that was such a good experience. And then obviously COVID hits, you're like, you know, virtual Zoom stagecoach. And it's like, yeah, this is fun, but it's just not the same. Let's be real. And then you get back and you're doing like Chicago. And just to fill some little context, I happened to have booked a holiday the year before, (laughs) actually thinking I probably wouldn't be in Furthers in 2021. And then there happened to be that I moved up (laughs) and then it was the week of the show I was in Cornwall. So I was like, great, love Chicago, can't even perform it. So that was fun. I looked at all your photos. You guys looked amazing. And I watched your videos. Unreal. So I've kind of got that secondhand look at you guys. Um, But yeah, so I guess the question kind of leading on from that is, what was it like to perform again? I know you said you wanted to cry on stage, but like, can you elaborate? Like, uh, I just, I... I really just wanted to cry on stage. Obviously, I didn't, like, professionals didn't cry. (laughs) Didn't cry. Kept it together. But (laughs) it just, it's, it's, it it is the best feeling ever, just being on stage. Like, everyone just looking at you and it's just like, wow. Like, Mm -hmm. wow. Like, it's crazy. So, yeah, to perform for the first time, it was literally a dream come true because covid just really took that from us and it was just not very fun definitely no like i remember um i think i we must have had a date for something like 
not the actual summer show but you know like the term before where we do like a demo show oh yeah 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 like I remember having a countdown on my phone for it and it coming to the date and we were in lockdown and I was literally just sitting there crying just like oh my gosh <laughs> no no no, no. it's that long <laughs> countdown and it's taken away from you literally it's just the worst thing that's why I was so oh my gosh I was literally praying that Chicago didn't get cancelled and that lockdown was, wasn't gonna happen or someone in the yeah. group was gonna get COVID or something I was just like please please no, no thank god they didn't because I honestly it was so good um I definitely think that like you know I think some people if you have anyone that's kind of like connected to stagecoach or anything come along and like watch one of the shows because honestly if you're on that sort of tipping edge of oh I really like performing but I don't think I'm good enough you watch you know the people on stage and they these are people who have insecurities and think i'm not the best singer i'm not the best actor, i'm not the best actor and then when you watch them on stage unreal talent so like go and watch it if you can if you have any affiliation to stagecoach in some way go and watch one in the summer i mean it doesn't you know it doesn't harm to show you that yeah. you know you can do this too if you put your heart into it so, yeah definitely um and then I guess kind of moving on to the actual industry side of things, have you kind of been to any auditions? So in terms of like uh, for like roles and stuff, I actually haven't. Right. Because uh, when I was like younger, obviously, I told you I I was very, very, very shy. Like, yes. I did not like Lambda was actually the one one of the things that really helped me like get out of my shell mm-hmm. because I was so like I think the teachers could see that like, I had talent like I was good but I just didn't like to like talk or like put my hand up or anything yeah so it was, like once I did lambda it was really like yes but then even when I did lambda um the teachers would always say like we need to see what um Kim sees at Lam- lambda because mm-hmm. I didn't like show them that side yes so, in other words, when I was younger, they would, like, it's not that they didn't have faith, but it was just I didn't really show them that I could do auditions and stuff, if that makes sense. Definitely. And just for people who might not know, um, Lambda is a sort of separate kind of private entity, really, that's kind of attached to Stagecoach. Um, it's obviously it's run by Lambda, who are uh, the learning... Oh, my God. Are um... you... Do you know what Lambda stands for? I'm going to search it up real quick. Hold it's up. London Academy. Oh of my Musical. god, you know it? Yes, I do. How do um, you not? Okay, sorry. Just kick me off my own podcast. It's fine. It, <laughs> it's London Academy of Musical and Dramatic Art. It's actually music and dramatic dramatic art. Sorry, just to put uh, it out there. It's not uh, musical. Shanice. Uh, wait, it's actually London Academy of mu- Music and Dramatic Art. Yeah, you said musical. Sorry. Not, I've been saying musical for years. Uh, well, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> neither me or you should be on this podcast episode um <laughs> no but kind of just explaining it um all jokes aside it's basically like a sort of uh opportunity where you get to do um one-on-one or you can do duologues as well um training with a teacher who happens to be kim um for both of us um yes and shout out to kim if you're listening hi <laughs> um and so you kind of do different sort of monologues there's uh grades one to eight you can do it in acting, devising, communication. Uh, you can do Shakespeare, like I'm doing at the minute, which is totally fun. I totally recommend it. Um, <laughs> doing two uh, Coriolanus monologues in Twelfth Night. Um, what a joy. <laughs> I was about to say, that sounds a bit sarcastic, Jacob. No, I mean, no, I love it. I love Shakespeare. Anyone who knows me, I'm a big Shakespeare fan. Um, but 
I have to say, sometimes it's so hard, especially with his tragedies like Coriolanus. It's very, very difficult to motivate yourself to learn the lines and be like, uh, God, this dude's talking about suicide. Do I really want to talk? About- <laughs> Do I really want to learn lines about that? Not sure. Um, but no, you know, it is really, it's a really good art. I love his work and stuff. But that's kind of one of the examples that you can do at Lambda. Um, so that kind of just gives some background to it. But yeah, no, like you say, I think Lambda is really good at kind of bringing a different side to you because obviously it's that one-on-one uh, experience. Um, but it's interesting you say that you kind of felt that what you were showing to Kim in Lambda wasn't reflected in normal stagecoach. Like, yeah. why do you think that was? I I think it was really just nerves and insecurities, honestly. Like, I, I've come a lot further now in terms of my confidence. I'm still you know like everyone's got insecurities but (laughs) when I was younger like I had I wouldn't say zero confidence but I did not have a lot lot of confidence like yeah yeah so it was like really just everything they were seeing they they it wasn't everything that I could do I don't yeah I don't know it really was just nerves I guess Mm -hmm. well I mean like you say you uh haven't been to any auditions but I've probably been to about six or seven um kind of before I started secondary school um because I kind of like after that I was like right you know I need to knuckle down and you know education first (laughs) yeah Um, but before then I auditioned for a few things actually I auditioned for do you know the film Legend um with Tom Hardy oh I do actually yeah yeah so that's about the Cray twins so I auditioned to be one of the young Cray twins um and I had to pretend to throw a chair across the room oh uh, in the audition and (laughs) me (laughs) Stick thin, sort of, you know, respectable young boy uh, plus chair equals absolute madness. I'm not even going to go there. So I did not get that role. Um, I did a few adverts. Oh, there was this funny yoga advert where I had to like pretend to eat a spoon. I was like that, you know, that Nicole Scherzinger. Um, yes. Advert. It was like that. Oh yeah, I love this yogurt. And it was like looking back, it sounds so like just dirty and oh, I don't know. Um, I auditioned for doctors um oh. i went to elstree studios for that, actually that was an amazing experience oh wow um but yeah no i haven't done anything since so i definitely want to go back into that but that was really interesting um sort of experience for me as a young person being like whoa you know this is what it's like to audition for all these big things and it's like you kind of feel to yourself i'm just little old me and these big <laughs> sort of productions and they're spending millions of pounds just getting all these tv shows up and running and it's like yeah it's, just crazy to have even been considered for an audition yeah Um, but obviously you've got to go through the whole agency side of stuff um and that's quite complicated in its own right um but I guess I think something both me and you can agree that we've definitely had at some point regardless like auditions or not is rejection and I feel like yeah that is a big 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 part of this whole performance industry so have you experienced rejection and what is your sort of like what feelings do you associate with it well yes I probably like I like you said we can all agree in this industry you experience a lot of rejection Mm -hmm. and it could just be like the smallest like kind of thing to be rejected from like I don't know auditioning for a solo at stagecoach and then getting it do you know what I mean Uh but I feel like they all still hit the same do you know what I mean definitely still all like it doesn't matter how big or small the role is Mm mm-hmm and I feel like the big thing that people, obviously at first, that sort of first few times, you really take it to heart and you're like, oh, something's wrong with me. Clearly yeah. I'm not good enough. 
yeah. what am I doing? So I should just stop, change my life. I'll become something else. I'll become an archaeologist or something. It's not for me. Um, I'm not dissing any archaeologists, by the way. <laughs> just putting that out there. Uh, it's the first thing that came to my head. Um, but it's just like, you know, you start thinking, this is not for me. I shouldn't be doing this. Um, but you've just got to think that you just weren't right for it. It doesn't yeah. mean that you're not good at what you do. It just means that's not what that person was looking for. Like you say, if it's something to do with a solo for stagecoach and someone yeah. sang it how the teacher thought it should be, then they should get it. And that makes total sense. Yeah. But it doesn't, I don't think it makes you any less of a performer to, you know, not get something and go through that rejection. I think that's why people always say when you start up really young you've got to get thick skin you've got a lot not let yeah. it get to your head because otherwise you're not going to get anywhere and that is the honest truth about it yeah exactly so how long did it take for you to kind of start thinking like that and think right this isn't about me it's just I wasn't the right person when did you start getting that thicker skin I'm not gonna lie to you I think it did take me a while yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like yeah just being in stagecoach you know you don't always get everything you don't always get like that big main role so yeah like for a while I always had that mindset of like oh no what did I do wrong like I didn't do it good enough or like all of this and then my mum would just explain to me like no it's just like a learning curve like you go from that and that's like what helps you which is a thousand percent right because Mm -hmm. I can tell you that if I got like main roles way back when in like stage two or stage three I wouldn't be like as motivated as I am now I'd just be like right everything gets handed to me do you know what I mean that's really true that's really true I've met you know what I've I've seen in my specific because I was on a Sunday um, for my stagecoach for well up until now um, joining yeah. furthers um, yeah. there were so many people that walked through those doors and were like you know older and they were like right because of my age I'm gonna get handed the part yeah um, some people were handed the part and then they just like you say they just thought right that means I'm getting the lead and every single yeah. show from now on and it's like you can't think like that you can't you can't let it get to your head in the sense that you you know you can't think right there's something wrong with me but then it's the other side of things where you can't let it get to your head where you're like it's me 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 I'm perfect because no one's perfect in life but also generally in performing there's always that one thing that you can improve on like I'm no ballroom dancer you know I'm not going to go on like strictly in 10 years if I become some celebrity or something that's just not it yeah Um, but I think that I'm pretty good at acting and that's like my specialty and I'm sure you have a specific specialty yeah exactly so it's like you just have to understand that you're just there's some things you just aren't right for exactly and it's like just realizing that and thinking okay this might not be you know my best skill but it's you can't then completely disregard it because I feel like whatever you go into acting singing dancing you're always going to need one of the others like to help you through that like yeah you know um Kim always tells me um that like you, every time you go for an acting audition you're gonna have to sing a song and yeah yes you're taking an acting course and you know singing a song is in your mind a separate thing like I'm not doing singing why are they making me do that but it kind yeah. of all comes under that umbrella really and it's just like you've got to realize that and have that experience to then get to that point where you're like okay I know what I want to do. I I'm gonna like boss this industry. Yeah, exactly. So I guess my last question for you uh, would be: What are your hopes for the future um, in this industry when you kind of you know progress into it? I know you said just before we started filming that you're much more looking into musical theatre side of things. Obviously, I'm very much acting. Um, so yeah, like, what are your kind of plans and hopes for starting out in the industry? 
Um, well, I'm definitely not just, you know, expecting to just jump straight in, get yeah. a long roll and just be like, yep, yeah, here, yep, yeah, we just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you like have to work your way up there. So I think obviously now, like, just kind of focus on sixth form and stuff like that. And then, you know, as we go on with like those um, qualifications and stuff, you just go into auditions with like just an open mindset, really. So hopefully we'll see some roles in the future. What would be your dream role? Oh, that is a very, very good question. And <laughs> uh, there's a few, but I have to say, just anything really in Hamilton. A oh, days. good choice. Good yes, choice. Yes, yes. Anything really in Hamilton. I mean, there's a lot of roles, but yeah, anything in Hamilton, I think that would be really good. Oh, no, I could definitely see you in that. And your voice would so suit the songs in that. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I love the songs. I probably, that playlist is engraved in my head. <laughs> it is. It really is. It is, is such a good album. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess that kind of brings us to the end of this episode. I mean, I, I think I could talk about this for weeks and weeks and weeks. Honestly, same here. I could keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to stop. We've reached our limit. Yes, um, yes. So, yeah, I guess that was just kind of like a sort of general conversation. If any of you guys, um, I know a lot of you guys that are listening are into performing arts um, and kind of like follow on with that. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of also just that general like sort of sneak peek into what it's like being our age when we're in no way professionals but it's like that sort of little look into you know our aspirations and maybe you might take something from it as well yeah so yes thank you guys very much for listening to this episode of season two of just talking uh thank you again very much Shanice for joining me it was lovely talking to you that is okay it was very very fun <laughs> so my instagram handle is underscore just talking podcast underscore at the end again um yeah i think that's pretty much everything hopefully um there'll be an episode out next week um and obviously details will come in the following days after this goes live um hope you guys have a really nice day and thank you very much for listening see you on the next one bye bye <laughs>